Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hello? Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Why did you sound like a person wearing a tracksuit who's 87? She's like, I gotta tell you, she's off. We still have to say, I did it on purpose. You're like at a construction site, just like, hey, sweet cheeks. You're not even saying words at this point. You're just yelling and grunting. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavakadu. You want a shot? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have... A big Monday show for you. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Jason's Beef mm. is coming up at 534 with our buddy, Jason Stark. I feel like in either or both of those segments, the Reds could feature heavily in both yikes yes. and in Jason's Beef because yep. there's a lot, a lot of meat on that bone. Words cannot express how bad the Reds are right now. They get swept out this weekend in Denver. They're 3-19. and 19. Worst start in franchise history. Breaking news, Reds, oldest professional team in right. Major League Baseball. They've been playing baseball for a long time, not five minutes. Uh, oldest professional team in all the sports. I mean, at least in American sports, wouldn't it be? I mean, yes. there's not an NFL team that's older, or an NBA team, obviously. 3-19. and 19. They've never done it before. It is the second worst, tied for the second worst start in baseball history. No one's going to touch that, what is it, Orioles from 89, 88, 1 and 21. No, I would But they're close. Think not. That's so brutal, man. Terrible. Watching this team, they are, the Reds right now in baseball, they are last in the following categories on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, ERA, whip. Whip. And walks issued. They're also 29th in batting average and 28th in runs scored. Does that seem in any way, shape, or form like a uh, like a formula for success there at any level? Because uh, I don't think it does. Well, they go to Milwaukee starting tomorrow. There's three games in Milwaukee. You say that as if that's like, oh, well then. No, I'm, that's not good. But then, Teddy, because Teddy's the resident Reds fan here at the radio station. Then... They come home for four against Pittsburgh. Yes. That's yeah, when you get healthy. Yeah. You're getting healthy. Circle <laughs> yeah. it. So that means when, what, one game, does that get you healthy, or does two games get you healthy? No, you're going to sweep that series. Oh, oh sweeping oh, wow. it. Oh, it out. Oh, getting, right. Well, you're getting right real quick. That's what you got to do. And then and then you're home for, for Milwaukee. The Brewers come to Great American Ballpark. Then after that, go play the Pirates again. For four more? Four or three? No, it's four. Yeah. So there's, that's eight, there's eight wins. Eight wins right there. Can I ask a question about just like a guy Playoffs. who's not on the radar anymore, but like David Bell? No. Well, him too, but like Aristides Aquino, like 
am I wrong? He had one month in his career, and they've just like said, "There you go, that's enough." I was going to say they DFA'd him. Oh, they did finally. Yeah, okay, good. He's, he's but, gone. Yeah, but he's but he's been there for a long time, based off of nothing. Like what I'm saying with this team is that that to me, even though they finally got rid of him. That's a guy that you let linger for too long because they have no standards. And I don't mean Reds fans. I mean the people who run that organization. I mean the ownership. I mean, yeah, it's... What's the guy's name? Is the GM now? Nick Kroll? The guy who did all those like different impressions on Comedy Central? I'm going to say that's true. <laughs> it's Nick Kroll, I think, but whatever. I picked a celebrity that's not big enough that most people would know. Anyway, the point is, this team has no direction. And, and in fairness to Nick Kroll and Nick Kroll. He has no budget. I assume he does not have a huge budget to go out and just bring in all this talent that he would probably like to go bring in because he's got no, drunk but Phil even, Castellini sitting even, up there in the front office saying, where are you going to go? Even that, though. I mean, yes, he has, relatively speaking, compared to 90% of the league, no budget. That doesn't matter. You should not be 3-19. and 19. Of course not. And I know they. I know they're technically, they've got like a payroll. It's near $100 million this year, but that doesn't mean... A lot of that's tied up in Joey Votto. Don't don't get that twisted up. That's and not he real. Is, uh, I know, bad. I know. I know. He bad. well. You know what? More importantly than that, as as much as I'd say it, he knows. Oh, you know? I, of course, like, he knows. He's, he's not sitting there in denial or anything. You see some of these posts he's putting. Now he's on social media, and yeah, I feel now for is the not guy. the time to be on. He has avoided social media for his entire career, and now towards the end, where he's stuck in this labyrinth. His words, yes, right. where he can't get a hit to save his life, this is the time he's going to go on social media. I pray for his safety that he's not reading his mentions. You have, what, the 3 and 19? Yeah, terrible. So that means you have approximately 138 games left, if my math is correct. 138 more of these. This that That is at this level of bad. And they're not going to lose all of them, but, I mean, they're going to lose a lot of them. They're That's lose. bad math, yeah. Oh. No What's one wants the actual that. number? Oh, there's a, they play 162 oh, games. 160. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what math I'm doing. Then you're right. It's 140. That's yeah. easy. That's easy math. I screwed it up. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, it's Monday. Hey. Stupid. We're in the first segment of the show. Yeah, I was, can't I don't be know, on I was our game. 60. Get out of here. All right. Uh, Guardians came back to life. They swept out the A's this weekend. They head to San Diego for a series starting tomorrow. Their old buddy Mike Clevenger. We'll be greeting them oh, on the mound. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Good to see him still kicking around. Uh, draft things. Six Buckeyes were selected in the draft. The fewest in seven years, if that does anything for you. Uh, here's Jeff. Garrett Wilson, of course, went in the first round. Chris Olave went in the first round. NPF, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer went in the third round to the Titans. Jeremy Ruckert went to the Jets in the third round. Tyreek Smith went to the Seahawks in the fifth round. And Thayer Munford went to the Raiders in the seventh round. I Haskell, was a little I'm surprised. sorry, go ahead. I was a little surprised to see him fall down to the seventh round. But Me too. Outside of that, I mean, not, not total shock. Not a total shock here from the rest of that for me. I thought Haskell Garrett would get drafted. He did not, but yeah, he signed a, a deal with the Titans. Master Teague signed a deal with the Bears. Uh, what else? I think there and there have been a bunch of guys who got invites to camp, but you know those don't necessarily mean a ton at this point until you actually get. through Yeah, the guys invite. like Demario McCall was talking about an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, with the Bears, right? But I think of all those guys outside. I mean, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave, I think have long careers in front of them in the NFL. So I don't want to, I don't want to say like they're not in good situations. I mean, the Jets are. <laughs> 
always a weird situation, right? And the Saints can be kind of a weird situation for now. They may not be always. But I think NPF, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, I think he had the kind of the nice landing spot there. Titans team that should be pretty good. And he's going to have a chance to go out there and obviously prove himself. But yeah, I think I think that's a, a he's got drafted at a position where they're still going to be invested in trying to get him to be, you know, a guy for them. They're not just going to give up on him after nothing. And that's a team that's pretty good. So he'll have a chance to learn and grow into that position and then hopefully get to stick around for a while. But overall, yeah, I'm not too worried about the lowest draft number in six years, whatever it's been, because. That just means you got a lot of talent coming back next year, well, and then there's, there's that, that number will go up again. Quite frankly, I don't think this is a shock to Buckeye fans. This defense was not any good. No, they were not as good as we had hoped they would be. You had sure. you had a handful of guys on the defense go, but we are used to bigger numbers than that. And this defense has not been good enough. I do have during my yikes. Where's my Uh-oh. thing? Uh-oh. An unbelievable stat about a blue blood college program that did not get one person drafted. Oh, I I won't this ruin it, but I know who that is. I know is. you know what it is. It's... But I I saw it in black and white today and I could not believe it. Yeah. I could not believe it. Well, don't worry. Like as far as this goes for Ohio State, I think you have no issues with I don't think players are looking at this and seeing what cuz what did Georgia had was it 15 15 guys? I was going to say 12 or 15. My math has not been good today. But I I could feel like some might worry oh no georgia got that many players drafted what does that mean for recruiting nothing because number one ohio state's not pointing only at the total number of draft picks every year and saying see that's why you should come here they're pointing at two and and a lot of players i'm sure can realize this there's a ton of talent that's still at ohio state that's also going to go pretty high in the draft like next year you may have one of the best receivers on the board you will you may have the best quarterback quarterback you may have the number one pick in the draft next year yeah so I'm just saying that's that's the type of thing that I I don't worry about too much when there's fluctuations like this. If it were a declining number over a period of years and it got worse and worse and no, worse, I'm not worried about it. This is a one year little dip. And look, and look at it. Georgia. We always talk about every single season that Georgia should be better than they are. Yes, they have fantastic high school football in the state of Georgia. They should be better when you look at all their recruiting classes. They finally lived up to their expectations, won the national championship. They also had one of the best college football defenses in the past 20 years. And yet a lot of guys, you know, graduating and putting in their time where they're eligible for the draft. That number was bound to be high. Right. Next year, is Georgia going to have 15 guys going the draft? Well, no. I tend to think they're not going to, and I also tend to think the next year might be a little bit of a tough recovery year for them, right? As much as they're going to have a lot of talent well, again. We, they we saw have talent. in 2020 when LSU put all those guys in the draft. And then last year, what happened? Yeah, that's right. It, it went downhill pretty quick for them. And then it's it's going to take them a while to build back up. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not a shock to me. That's not. I don't think that's a shock to most people in college football that when you have some good years and some good runs, Then you're going to have a down year, and then you're going to climb back up again. It would be worrying if they had multiple years where they don't have more than you know five or six guys drafted. Brownies, of course, had nobody in the first two rounds. Third round, they had three picks. Martin Emerson, they take out of Mississippi State, a corner. Alex Wright out of UAB, a defensive end. David Bell from Purdue, wide receiver. They did uh, take a kicker in the fourth round, too. Cade Mm. York. Your yeah. guy from LSU. What do you think about that selection? So I was texting with a few of my buddies who are big Browns fans, and we were all kind of kicking that around, not to use a pun. But the here here's my issue with it. 
The issue in the text thread from a lot of my buddies was, why are we taking a kicker in the fourth round? Why do we take a guy from the South? He played in warm weather. He's going to come up here and kick a rock-hard football. It's going to break his foot in half. He's not going to know what to do with the wind. I, I don't buy all that. This guy is the best kicker in the draft. What I look at more and what frustrates me a little bit is the Browns basically looked at the Bengals and were like, we got to do what they're doing. So what did they do? They went out this offseason and found what they believe to be a top five quarterback, right? The Bengals found theirs in the draft. They found theirs by going out and making the trade for Deshaun Watson. Then they said, what else did the Bengals have last year that we didn't? They had a kicker. And the Browns have struggled with the kicker pretty much ever since Phil Dawson left. So on the one hand, I don't, I don't mind the fact the Browns go out and try to find someone in the kicking game who can help you win a game. You could go back to last season and probably find three or four wins if you just had someone who was competent kicking 45 to 55-yard field goals. So that, to me, is an understandable thing to want to have on your roster. Is it fourth-round worthy? That seems like a stretch. But they're saying, if this guy makes a difference in three or four wins, who else are we going to get in the third or fourth round or fifth round that's going to do that for us? Probably not a lot of guys, right? I mean... You think of there's only a few positions where you can be that impactful, starting quarterback being one of them. That's that's not something you're looking for. So they went out and said, we're going to try to fix it that way. It's a bold strategy. We'll see if it works. Uh, look at what the Bengals did for the entirety of the draft and some Blue Jackets news coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing slowdowns on I-70 eastbound before Miller. Traffic is slow from the 71 east split in this area. Plan about a five-minute backup as things continue to build. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is his Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. I just want to point out that uh, primaries are tomorrow. Yeah. I have said in the, in the past, I hate all the political ads that we have. Uh, same. And we are legally obligated to run them. Mm-hmm. I understand this is an escape, this radio station, for most of you, but we can't do anything about it. So hopefully after tomorrow, you can go back to not wanting to put your head through a wall. Uh, and if you're wondering, like, what do you mean? We've asked. <laughs> like, we've complained and asked, can we not do this? And they said, no, we have to. It's a it's a rule. It's so, a rule. I get it. Fine. I get it. We'll respect the rule. That mean you and I have to enjoy it ourselves personally. Uh, going back to your thoughts on... The kicker, what's his name? Cade York. I forget, yeah. Cade York from LSU, the Browns took in the fourth round. I never understood the the second guessing of drafting kickers, and even the third round. Fourth, if if there's a guy out there that you think is the best, look, fourth round for a team like the Browns, that's a backup linebacker, or whatever. 
Yeah, right? right. You're not going out and getting a starter with your second pick in the fourth round, which is when they chose this kicker. It always amazed me how these teams want to just blow off a guy who can single-handedly win you three games a season. Your backup linebacker's not doing that, but a good kicker can. You're right. We saw that last year with the Bengals. It's the same conversation I have with the hockey people in goaltending. This is the best goaltender. Well, should we draft him in the first round? No, that's unheard of. What are you talking about? He this, plays a lot of minutes if he if it's that guy, right? He's going to be a reason why you might be able to win a you're lot You're exactly more right. You, you get a hot goaltender, you ride that guy, he stands on his head. That's the reason why a lot of these teams win Stanley Cups. That position is ignored early in the draft. One of the most important ones. Same thing with kickers. Well, right. And I think the kicker thing, sometimes people get lost in it of, yeah, but he's not a football player. I don't what care. the hell does that mean? I mean, I don't know why people say that, number one. Does he like, help did, you win football games? Do, yes. Do, does he come into a football game and help you win that game potentially? In in what other area of the field do you... Like, I, I understand offensive line matters. You don't have an offensive line. It's not going to be an easy day for your team. But you can't point to that and say, yes, with an offensive lineman, if we are in the red zone... If we get the right left tackle, we will score on every play. That's just not, it, it doesn't work that way. And I know the football guy might come back and say, yeah, but if you don't have the right left tackle, then you're not even going to get in field goal range. You're not gonna even close to these games. Good point. We are not talking about taking a kicker over a stud left tackle with your first round pick. Right. You taking stud left tackle in the fourth round? I think, no. yeah, I think part of what this was too was because the Browns traded out of their second round pick. And then obviously they didn't have the first round pick from Deshaun Watson. So they didn't pick until the third round. And then they picked a couple guys in the third round, three of them actually. And I, I didn't, I didn't hate any of these picks. I guess the one that was a little questionable was Martin Emerson, the corner from Mississippi state. When you already have a lot of corners, you have a lot invested in your defensive back room. Do you need to go out and get, you know, another corner? But they looked at the talent and said, we want this guy. And, then they dealt one of their other corners a few minutes later. So it, it makes a little more sense. They're trying to add some depth there. They think that's important. Fine. But you add a defensive end uh, at 78. You add wide receiver who I like and David Bell. I know he doesn't have the measurables, but I think he's a talented player. I mean, you've you added some depth in quite a few spots before you got to kicker. He ended up being the their fifth pick that they yeah, had. I have no problem. Even with though that. it was in the fourth round. I'm I'm more or less the only thing I don't like is I just hate looking and I have to acknowledge this is the reality. It's a copycat league, it's the NFL, this is what happens. If it was the Patriots having success this way, the Browns would be copying them. I just hate that the Browns are now copying the Cincinnati Bengals. Why are they copying the First of all, good quarterback and a kicker is copying? Well, no. That to taking, me is just common sense. Well, they they took McPherson last year in the fifth round, I want to say. And, and how'd that work out for Worked him? Worked out great. Right. So that's your, I know this is, listen, this is me being a dumb fan saying, I don't like to copy the Bengals, but whatever I want, you know, you want to see your team win. So Cade York in the fourth round, not the worst thing I've ever seen. And I wasn't really offended about it. Other than that, I'm not worried about him kicking at LSU though. Like for people who are worried about that, a lot of these guys played in the South for what it's worth and played. I care more about, did you play in big moments? Did you have chances to go out there in front of a hot crowd and try to make something happen? That's what I need to know you can do is if it's between the ears. We know a lot of these guys can kick from 60 yards. It's not about that. It's about making it in that moment when all the pressure's on. Bengal Draft, who talked about Daxton Hill, the safety from Michigan. 
Uh, it was pretty much all defense in this draft, except for the offensive tackle in the fourth round. But, you know, look, this was an unspectacular draft. They had pick number 31. It was uh, sort of boring and ho-hum, with the exception of no sixth-round pick. But they're lo- three safeties go off the board for them. Yeah, They are looking to strengthen the defense and add some depth on that side of the ball. I, I had no problem with this draft. Yeah, I-, I feel like with that Daxton Hill pick, there were a lot of people who came in afterwards who said this is a guy who could uh you know be a real solid guy in the locker room and all that stuff well kuiper was was raving about yes, him yes. saying i can't believe he was there he should have been gone 10 to 15 picks earlier yeah so now and then adding cam taylor Britt in you know day two now you've added a couple guys into that secondary that i think should be pretty solid contributors and we know that defense being what it was last year is a big reason why they were able to get as far as they did. Why would you want to not go out and keep that defense good? I know you've got to make sure your offensive line is right. I know you've got to, you know, keep everything focused on keeping Joe Burrow upright, but I feel like more and more as they've started to do that as a team, they they know the reality is if our defense can get off the field, get their, you know, get their offense off the field, we're going to have a much better chance to win. So, Well, and they added a couple offensive line pieces in free agency in the offseason. Yes, but, they did. You know, they're probably looking at this saying, well, there's a couple guys on the board, and they took a guy in the fourth round. This uh, Was it Cordell Wilson? Volson, Volson, yeah. From North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about him, but he's a tackle. But they're probably looking at the situation saying, yes, we need this, but we're not going to reach for it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind. The Bengals being in a position of strength here, being able to say, let's just shore up our defense. Let's put some guys in the mix there that we think can contribute. I would guess, too, and I know every team's going to say this, I would think every team is looking at trying to add some character guys. If if the odds are, or if the chances that you have to draft a guy are, this guy is a little more talented, but we don't know, like, you know, there's a lot of questions about how he's going to handle being in the NFL. Versus a guy who maybe isn't the most talented player, but character's not a problem and you're not worried about that guy. And it's maybe not a position of need, whereas the other guy is. I can understand a team saying, we're just going to keep backloading the defense and put guys in there that we think can be leaders. I, I, it's, it's not like you're building from scratch here. You are trying to tweak an AFC champion. So if you do that with your draft picks the right way, that can eventually be the difference where you don't just win one year and then fade away. You're in for the next five, six years. You've got the really good core around your stud quarterback. That's the way I would want to see it built if it was my team. Uh, jacket stuff today. They officially signed Kirill Marchenko to a two-year entry-level deal. He just finished up his first season in the KHL. He was the second-round pick in 2018. Everybody raves about him. I've seen him on film, but right. I'll be curious to see what he does here. And Patrick Laine talking about a new deal. We'll tell you what he had to say. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing delays on I-70 eastbound before Miller. Traffic is slow from the 71 east split in this area. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as things continue to get cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Columbus, Ohio, Protect All Insurance has landed. Protect All Insurance is your one-stop shop for auto, home, and bundling to save you money. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. Elmiana Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The only thing scarier than Bones and Allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Stanley Cup playoffs start up tonight. Jackets, of course, are not in it, but they did have some exit interviews this weekend. Some interesting comments from Elvis that we'll get to in the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Patrick Laine, uh, he's going to be a restricted free agent on July 13th. And, of course, he has one year of that, and then it's UFA time. Jackets want to lock him down to a contract, and it seems like he wants to do that, too. But I found this quote humorous. I don't think it should be an issue, you know, talking about the potential new deal. They've expressed they want me here. I've said the same thing. So, you know, the feeling is mutual. Just figure out the term and the money and all that, and I think we should be fine. (laughs) Oh, is that all? Just figure out how long and how much money you're going to make? Yeah, okay. I guess the the big hurdle is, do you want to be here? Because other guys have been in this town before, and we think they want to be here long term, or at least the Blue Jackets are trying to convince them they want to be here long term, and it winds up they want to go to Connecticut and have a garage. Right. Well, right? yeah, that, that that is part of it. I do wonder, like, I guess where I would come down on all this is how much do you want to be here? And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying, is it enough to take, like, a league, reasonable league-wide offer? You know, like... What do you think the the number ends up being for him? Nine million a year? 10, I, 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 million? I was thinking ten. Okay, I think it's going to be ten million a year. Let's. I don't know, and I don't know the answer on this, right? But let's say league wide, if you put you know Patrick Line out there on the open market, let's say he'd get like eight and a half to nine million a year. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying throw that number out for a second. If the Jackets number, then you know if he comes back and it's it's well to stay in Columbus, I would need this number. That's where I guess. Like, that's what I want to know when guys say, I love being here. I don't expect you to play here for free, and I don't expect you to take some kind of hometown discount. What I am saying is if across the league, people are saying, like, if you would go sign with the Bruins or something for that amount of money, I wish I wish guys who say, I like it here, would then say, and I'd sign for the Blue Jackets for the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'd sign with a good team for that amount of money, so I will sign with the Jackets for that amount of money, too, because I like it here. Now, if you're saying, I don't really care to live here, I don't plan to live here in the offseason, I don't really want to be here, it's not my place, then I get you You may need a little bit more inducement. But that's that's been frustrating too because the Jackets have offered more sometimes and they don't end up getting these guys signed. I hope Line a is sincere when he says he likes being here and wants to be here. I hope that everyone can make the numbers work because I think it'd be a shame if he left. I would like to see the narrative start to change around this Blue Jackets team. Uh, me too. I'm glad that he wants to be here. Um you know, he had a very nice season this year. There were moments where he was far and away the best player on the ice and the hottest player on the ice. But I do have some concerns, just like I had concerns earlier in the season, and you all yelled at me. I have concerns about him staying healthy for a, a full year because we haven't seen that in a while. I don't want to pay 10 as good as this season was. And I know he was out for a period of time dealing with personal issues and COVID and ouchie. But I'm not paying $10 million for 26 goals. I'm paying $10 million a year for 40 goals a season, and he hasn't done that in quite a while. 
I think he has the potential to do it. But I, I, I want to know that if I'm paying $10 million on a long-term deal, and by the way, he's not taking a bridge contract, all right? Right. He's not coming back here on a four-year deal. He's coming back here for an eight-year deal or a nine-year deal. And if I'm going to hand out that type of cash and make that sort of commitment, I want a sense of consistency coming back in return for that. And I don't know if he can give it to you. Yeah, it's it's interesting to your point because looking at his numbers again, his his second year in the league, well, his first year, honestly, he had 36 goals in a 73 his game season. His first two years in the league were yeah. his best seasons in the league. And that's where then he hit 44 in year two. And just if if he could stay healthy for 82 or let's say 75, you know, I get it's the NHL. You're going to have knocks and bruises. You're going to have things. But if he could be out there for 75 games, I feel like he is a 40-goal guy. So you're, I think the question is as much... Can he hit the 40-goal plateau talent-wise as can he go out and stay healthy enough to play? And it's nothing he can really do to change that. Jackets have to weigh that as well. But I do think it's important to note that the Jackets went out and brought in Jake Voracek in in part because they wanted someone who could play on a line with line A and who could set him up and say, all right, what does he look like when he's got someone who's a steady hand in the NHL who certainly... No one's going to confuse Jake Voracek for the best player in the league. But but he's a guy who knows how to get the job done and get the puck to the shooters and and make you know give them every opportunity to be as good as they are. He got paired up that way this year and his production shot back up to levels we haven't seen in quite a while, right? So I think that says a little bit about what he can do when healthy and on a good line. So let's keep doing that. Let's find better players, younger players that can grow with him. And then you may have that for the next five, six, seven years, and that's worth it to me if they can get that. Talks between the Browns and Panthers for Baker have apparently broken down. I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of this situation. I, I look at Baker as big of a pain in the ass as he can be, and as bad as he was at times last year when he was banged up, I still cannot believe there's no market for Baker Mayfield at $19 million, seeing what these quarterbacks are making now and the cap number the way it is. I, I'm sorry. You know, if if Pete Carroll thinks that Drew Locke is his best option, then me and the 70-year-old genius coach would have to disagree. All right? Oh, yeah. if, if Ron Rivera for the Washington Commanders would rather ride or die with Carson Wentz, well, it's too late now because would they trade for Carson Wentz? Was it a second-round pick or a third-round pick for Carson Wentz? It was, it was more than it should have been, that's yes, for sure. Yes, it was much more than it should have been. But he'd rather go with Carson Wentz than Baker Mayfield. I can't help you. I can't because I think there's something wrong with you. Same thing in Carolina with Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield is better than a lot of players in this league. Yes, he's a hemorrhoid. He's a pain in the ass, but a lot of guys are. The The fact that there's no trade market for Baker Mayfield baffles me. I think if you're the Browns right now, they just, they've seen what uh, Tomlin comes out and says, Kenny Pickett's going to compete for the starting job. They have Kenny Pickett. They have Mitch Trubisky. They have Mason Rudolph. I don't think there's any way at this point, if you release Baker Mayfield, that the Steelers pick him up. And I think that's their biggest fear. Maybe they were waiting until after the draft. Maybe this sign that it's not going to work out with Carolina is finally the thing that gets the Browns to release him. It might be. There's there's talk, though, around Cleveland of this happening, too. Keep Baker Mayfield on the roster. Let him linger there all summer. You get to camp. Hope he stays away. Uh, and, and if pay. I'm him, I'm, I show up. Oh, dude. I show if up. I'm him, if I'm him, I don't say a word to any of the other players. I just walk in. I sit down in my locker. If my locker's not there, I go, well, what the hell? I'm on this team. What happened to my locker? 
And then I, you know, get there, I get my workout gear on. I say, coach, what do you want me to do? Go with the ones, the twos, where do you want me? And if he says, go run on the sideline or whatever, then you go do that. And then after practice, you talk to everyone in the media about, I'm showing up here because I want to play. Baker Mayfield wants to play football. Let that be known. I don't know if he has the guts to do that. And I'm not saying he should because that might be, that might backfire on him with the NFL further making him a pariah. But dude, it's stunning to me how as, as much as I was not a fan of his thinking of, of how good of a player he was, I was saying that in the context of, I don't think he can help my team win a Super Bowl with this Super Bowl caliber yeah, and not that he can't be a comparable starting quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, the guys who have been brought in and talked about this year where you've got coaches in the NFL, actual NFL coaches saying like, hey, I, we think Sam Darnold can do a lot of things. What? You do? Are you lying to yourself? What are you saying that for? Like, I, I just, I don't understand how he's sitting there unavailable. Yeah, he, he's going to be owed $19 million. Have you seen what they pay starting quarterbacks in this league? $19 million is a bargain for a guy who, yes, is a bit of a hemorrhoid and is not necessarily the best quarterback in the league. I still think he's a good enough quarterback to help you win playoff games and and then go from there. But I don't think you win a Super Bowl with him. I don't think you beat the top tier talent. The Browns are saying we are in a Super Bowl window right now. We have to go get the quarterback we think can help us win a Super Bowl. And that's not this guy. He's gone from probably won't win a Super Bowl to possibly unemployable in a span of six months. And I find that to be very bizarre. Man, the Browns are putting a lot of eggs in the Deshaun Watson's not going to get suspended for a long time basket, aren't they? Yeah, I wonder uh, if, if the Dodgers had been as short-sighted with Trevor Bauer, how that would be looking today. But obviously, one position in baseball does not matter nearly as much as quarterback does. But yeah, I mean, Trevor Bauer is like dead. He's done with them. You, I don't think the NFL is going to give you a two-year suspension of Deshaun Watson. I think that'd be very shocking. But for all of those of you who said, oh, no court case, no, it's it's all over. There's no court case for Trevor Bauer anymore either, by the way. Major League Baseball said... We can't stomach what we think may have happened here, and we think there's enough credibility to it. We're not going to let you play. End of story. Deshaun Watson, that's all that the NFL has to say. It's all Roger Goodell has to say is we don't think there's enough here that warrants you being a part of the league right now, so we're not going to let you play. And that could be one year. That could be two years. I doubt it's that big. But if you think he's getting out of there with zero suspension, I would be shocked by that. I do not believe that's going to happen. Who is going to be the number one overall pick in next year's NFL draft? We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from 670 westbound at 4th Street. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still stop and go from I-71 as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance is an independent insurance agency whose interests are aligned with those of the clients. They get you the best rates on home, auto, or renter's insurance while protecting life's important moments. Visit protectallinsurance.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. 
Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The segment that's not a segment, yikes. At 4.34, Jason's Beef. We need to have a sound bite for Jason's Beef at 5.34. What would that sound like to you? Maybe some sloppy roast beef getting slapped onto the like yeah. sandwich bun maybe or maybe it's somebody like squirting out the last of some horsey sauce. See if I got something here. I don't know. Yeah, that that could work. That could work. <laughs> Try that. Well, that's not what I was. No, I was. I was thinking Arby's sauce or horsey sauce, whichever. Well, that could be. Yeah, in a bottle. They used to have them. I mean, I don't know if they do anymore. They used to have them in bottles that you could get at the table. And then those no, they don't let you in there. No. Yeah, they don't. They don't do that. By the way, with Jason, I will say, like, we used to laugh at him for traveling all over to do the, uh, you know, the solar eclipse. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I, I keep seeing in my like Instagram timeline pictures of the Northern Lights and all this like outdoorsy stuff. But the Northern Lights specifically, I think that's one that I before, you know, bucket list type of thing. I have to go somewhere where I can see those and be there for like a week. I just need to take it in. I need to get a full understanding, a full understanding. I need to see it. For like a solid week well, and process. I keep telling you we should take the show to Greenland. I bet we'd see him you up there. You don't think they have any uh, David Boreanaz lights up there? The Aurora Borealis? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The David Boreanaz, those two. I'm just saying there's specific times of year. It can't be cloudy. So this um, is what your Instagram tells you? Well, it's just something that's popped up a few times because I, I clicked on a couple me. pictures where I like that stuff, and then now I'm getting it more. And I think I'm starting to get Jason Stark levels of uh, celestial obsession. Instagram has me pegged because oh. I get like the suggested reels. Okay. And yesterday it was three reels right next to each other. Mm. One was a hot girl dancing and doing hoochie things. Okay, so that's on your radar. The second was just like people pulling an enormous amount of cheese off of pizza. Oh, just pizza uh, yeah, that's, videos. That's for you. The other yeah. is babies doing cute things. Oh, those are all the videos I watch on Instagram. I see. Well, that's that's very interesting. It's a weird little cross section there. Mm-hmm. I do get I get cars too. You get cars. Yeah, I get like if a dude is doing a donut in his car, right, that, I don't get that, that I will get sometimes. I don't get that. I get a lot of dancing hoochies. Do you like the reels? Do you enjoy watching reels? The Is Reels it, channel with the autopsy, no. celebrity autopsy show? No, like when you're on Instagram and a Reel pops up, do you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, I watch it on occasion. I watch yours. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so you makes know, me like, feel bad about myself. Oh, Thanks. Well, that's fine. It's like, hey, man, shout in nature. Rise and grind. You're oh, Rise am. and grind. Now you've become rise and grind guy. No, I know. I'm never, sitting there with I've a bag of said. Doritos and you're, hey, rise and grind. Look I've at this never big said tree. rise and grind. Hey, how come no? Because when you take a picture of a big tree, you are implying that nobody else is looking at that big I'm tree. Not. I like, I'll tell you this. Oh, you're on your couch, but I'm looking at nature. What do you think about that? I'll tell you that. That's the other thing I found between northern lights and trees. If that's all the nature I ever saw, I think I'd be happy. Because I like, I like trees. What about a deep crevasse? Oh, I'd look at a deep crevasse all day. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying, if you said one of these three has to go, you can never see again like a Grand Canyon mm-hmm. or giant sequoias or Northern Lights. One of those three you can never see again. I'd say, as much as I think the Grand Canyon is spectacular, give me the giant sequoias. So you can only watch videos of one thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be? Mine's dancing hoochies. Um, man. 
Only one video. Ah, that's tough. Only one subject. All right, fine. You know, then this is this is going to be a cop out. I would say like national parks because then they have all oh. kinds of stuff in the national parks. I got it. So you get a little bit of everything. But I would nature. I like the nature stuff that I see because as much as I am trying to be a little more active, we don't have the nature that they've got other places. You know, what I mean, we're like we're getting no. there. We're, oh, we got Ohio's some nice not stuff. known for nature. We have plenty. It's just if if you go to like Old Man's Cave and you go to I don't know Yellowstone. Right. Well, you can't compete. I'm saying there's a lot. Old Man's Cave has a lot of cool stuff. And then there's like two or three other parks that kind of have that same type of stuff. And then that's like the best we've got. You go out west and it's like, oh, we were in Moab for four days dune bugging or whatever. I don't know what you're doing in Moab. But in in fairness, people travel from all over the world to go to those places. Yes, of course. We got we to gotta go. Let's take the show on the road. We got to go? Yeah. Let's start, let's start at the national park that is in the uh, the desert out in California. Let's start there. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, who's going to be the first overall pick in next year's NFL draft? Well, we have odds on that. And uh, Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback, is 2-1 to one odds, plus 200, to go number one in the NFL draft. By the way, Alabama has not had a player go first overall in the NFL draft since 1948. How about that? That is shocking. As successful as they've been, Nick Saban, the greatest head coach of all time, they have not had the number one overall pick since 1948. Well, to your point, it's shocking they haven't had one since Nick Saban. It's really shocking they haven't had one in all the other years preceding it where like half the coaches that coach those teams have statues on their campus now. Like Nowhere in any of those guys' tenures did they have a number one overall pick. That's shocking. Now, there is a caveat because Joe Namath who, of course, went to Alabama, right? was the number one pick in the AFL draft yeah, okay. in 1965. But I want to kiss you. Still, that's a long time ago, 1965. Breaking news. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, that's really bizarre. But you know what? Then again, at least in Nick Saban's tenure, they have not had, and I, I know like there's been some quarterbacks who have been better, they have not, the selling point has not been, look at the great quarterback play they always have. They've usually had a steady Eddie guy. They occasionally get like the two Atonga Vailoas, but they haven't had like just a every year they've got the best quarterback. This is one of the few years where they may actually have that case to be made. They had a lot of Greg McElroy's playing quarterback for them yeah. and they won all these championships. All right, so Bryce Young's number one. Number two is CJ Stroud at plus two ten. As doesn't surprise me. Then it's Alabama linebacker Will Anderson at plus three hundred. The next guy on the list is a big drop in the odds. But it's also a Buckeye. Do you know who it is? Is it, well, would it be Travion? No, he's not. It no, wouldn't be that. No, no who is it? Him. It is Paris Johnson. Oh, okay. Paris Johnson at plus 1,100. Then it's Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke at 1,400. Uh, South Carolina quarterback now Spencer Rattler at plus 1,800. And then it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. At plus yeah, twenty two hundred. Uh, why did I go? Yeah, I don't know why I went Trayvon. He's not even ready. He's not. He's not yeah, ready. Jackson yet. He can't do it. Was the guy who I should have gone with, but that's still wrong. That's a lot crazy. of Buckeyes on this board. All right. Yeah. Like, well, that's what we talked about with the six picks going this year, and maybe some people being worried about that. Don't be not, worried about. Don't it. Be Next worried year will be fine. Stop it. Uh, I always love hearing Elvis speak from the heart, and he did that on Saturday. We'll talk about that next, and T Bone to tell you more about trees, and I'll talk more about dancing. Hoochies. <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You'll find some delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Plan on some backups in that area. You'll also find some backups on I-71 southbound between 670 and I-70. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Hey, happy Monday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Tell your friends. Tell them how stupid we are. So the Blue Jackets held their uh, exit interviews on Saturday. Elvis Merzlikens was there, as they all were. And he spoke to the media. And I've said this before, that uh, I appreciate... Elvis's vulnerability when he speaks. He is a genuine guy. I'm always fascinated to hear him talk. You know, a lot of guys want to come out and, you know, give you the talking points. And Elvis does that at times during the season. But when he feels like he wants to let go, he really does. And I appreciate the hell out of that. We wondered how the death of Matisse Kivlenix would affect him during the season. That was his buddy. He was right there. This was really his first opportunity to be the guy. How would that affect him? And even he, before the season, said, I don't know. Right. I I wish I had the answers to tell you. How could you possibly know a situation like that in advance, what that's going to do? No, but but 99% of guys, you know this bone, would come out and say, hey, I'm going to be fine. You know, everything's good. Even if it's not. Because either they don't feel comfortable sharing or they feel like it's nobody else's business. And I understand that. I, I get that part of it. But Elvis does not do that. When he opens up, he's vulnerable and I think he's sincere. And so he was talking about the season on Saturday. He said that opening night, when he was out there getting ready for the game, and they, they blew that cannon off, he said he wasn't prepared for that. He said, when I heard the cannon, we all know what happened to him. When I heard the can in my heart, I felt my heart. I've never heard my heart beating that alive in my life. It was a really weird feeling. I'm going to be honest, the next three or four games when I heard the can, and even when we scored goals, I was always closing my eyes and getting myself ready. I think that's just the trauma, but it went away. Obviously, now when I hear the can, and I'm happy, but that was the feeling I had at the start of the season. I got to tell you something, Bone. I didn't even think about that. I, I, I'm sure the Jackets didn't I know. Either. I guarantee you the Jackets didn't think about it. Um, and, and to hear him say that, that's... Obviously, this is months after the fact. It's heartbreaking. Of course it is, yeah. And, and uh, Yarmo had some comments afterwards where he said, you know, he never let us know that specific detail. But he did... We knew in December he said he was still struggling quite a bit with the loss and and you know dealing with all of that as best as he could i I will just tell you like from the from the 
trauma side of things, I, I've not experienced anything like what he went through in that regard. But on just a smaller level, we were we were at a tragic event a few years ago. This probably been maybe 10 years ago now. The Dayton Air Show, there was a acrobatic plane, you know, they're doing the big loop-de-loops and all that stuff. And anyway, unfortunately, the pilot lost control, crashed. We were watching it. Plane crashed, didn't look good, found out on the way home, man passed away. During that uh, aerial thing he was doing, there was a corn song that was playing over the loudspeakers that was part of this performance he was doing. And I didn't really even remember that it was a corn song. I didn't even think about it. It was like six months later. I'm listening to the radio, and that was the first time I'd heard that song play. And I got sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I had to like pull over my car. Like I'd never experienced anything like that. That is someone I did not know, was not close to. I just happened to be there. I'm saying I don't think you always know what's going to trigger those emotions. I don't think Elvis could have had any perspective to know, oh, gosh, right before this game, they're going to fire this cannon, and I'm going to be taken back to one of the most horrific memories of my life. But it was real, and it seems like it affected him pretty greatly. You brought up him struggling in December. He talked about that. He says, I wasn't here mentally because I felt that Christmas was closer, and Matisse was always with my family on Christmas and the New Year. Then I heard the fireworks. He says, we played a game versus Carolina on January 1st. And I asked coach, I couldn't even talk. I knew in my head I couldn't play that game because there was going to be fireworks. And if I heard them, it's going to be a problem. I remember I walked up to Manny and just started crying. I couldn't even express myself. Manny brought me to Lars and Lars was the first guy the next morning. Lars understands it. So again, We knew it was going to be a struggle. He probably knew it was going to be a struggle. He didn't know what his trigger was going to be. You know, he didn't know that the cannon was going to be an issue until it was. He didn't know the fireworks were going to be an issue until they were. And the fact that he could go through an entire season with all of this really speaks to his character and his strength. And I'm glad. I'm glad that he has people in the organization, whether it's Manny Legacy, whether it's Brad Larson, that he trusts, that he feels like he can go to and be vulnerable with. Because there's a lot of places where you can't do that. Because you feel like if you're vulnerable with somebody, they're going to judge you. Maybe they say the right thing to your face, but then as soon as you walk out of the room, they look at other guys in the room and say, well, he's weak. We can't trust him. Right. Good. And that, you know what? The Jackets talk a lot about culture and they do talk a lot about that stuff and I know there's some level of all of that in sports that is marketing and is talking yourself into it. There is, there is something about that, that you have to do anyway, even if your team is maybe not a Stanley cup champion right away. Right. But I do believe there's something to that little aspect of the culture that, you know, there is a human side to that team and and the people who work there. And, you know, there seems to be a better connection there, especially between the team and the players, players and the fans, then maybe there are in some other places. But regardless of if that's, you know, better or worse than other places, doesn't really matter. I'm glad it was there for I'm glad it was Merzlikens. there for him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, and look, I, I, I don't like talking about this stuff, but I am open about this. I'm someone who struggles every single day with mental health, and I have for my entire adult life. It's something that never goes away. There are days that are better than others. But knowing there are people around you that you can let your guard down with and be honest with makes it even 
easier to get through that day. We talked about it with Ryan Day. I know I'm saying the word day a lot, but (laughs) Ryan Day had a player go to him and say, Coach, just want to let you know I'm going to kill myself. Ryan Day's response changed his life. Sure. You know, I don't know what Elvis's career is going to look like, but if he played for a different organization with people who sort of gave him lip service and said, hey, it's all right, you know, toughen up, you'll be okay, who knows where he would be right now? Yeah, I, I think it's important to note, at least last point for me on this, is that we talk a lot about mental toughness, and certainly it is mental toughness to play through these situations and in a terrible situation like this that is unexpected to be able to go on with your career that is a a testament to some level of mental toughness but i think that we we should also hold up the vulnerability part that a lot of guys miss where yeah there's moments in life where it requires toughness there's moments in life where you need to be vulnerable and you need to go to the people who can help you and say i need help and good good for him for doing like i'm going to applaud all of that not just hey you got out there and played for my team Yay. Oh, you didn't? In the past in sports, that's been looked at as like, oh, you're having, you're, you're weak. Oh, uh, yeah, you're not as strong as you should be. No, that's not correct. He is just as strong as anyone by being able to be vulnerable to those who can help him. That is good for him for doing all of that. Um, all right, I have nothing else to say. Let's change gears to something stupid, shall okay. we? That's fine with me. A Chicago area family was remodeling their house, and they found 63-year-old McDonald's fries intact behind the wall. Mm. The, the guy who owns the house said he seriously considered eating one. Would you? Uh, no. I mean, they're intact. There's no mold on them. I, I mean, they're I probably petrified and disgusting. But well, here, okay. I saw on TV, there was one of these specials about uh, the woolly mammoth, right? And they found some woolly mammoth encased in permafrost. I mean, this thing's been dead tens of thousands of years, but the flesh has been pretty much preserved because it was in this permafrost. So what did the scientists do? Well, they took some and they said, we're going to study this. And then they took some and they cooked it and ate it. Just, sure. Just because. That's, well, that's different to me. Why? You got 63-year-old fries. No, it's very different. Here's why. I've had... Like five hour old fries from McDonald's, as have you, because you've got a trick when you go to McDonald's to get fresh fries because you know how good the fresh fries are. And if you leave, let's say you leave them out overnight, it's just you're out, you're sitting there, they're sitting on your table, or maybe you forget they're in your car. Come out the next day, grab one of those suckers and eat it. Tell me how that tastes, just sitting there stale for 12 hours. Not great. Now you go 60 years with that. If you don't chip a tooth on it, yep. you know it's not going to taste good either way. Teddy, how much money? Teddy's always the guy who will do anything for amount of money. And it's always less than I think it should be. How yeah. much money to eat one of those fries? Yeah, I'd have to get some money for that. Well, I, how much? Uh, one fry. Ten grand. See, here, I'll say this. It's not even a money thing for me. I, give me $200, I would do it. In fact, if it was like all of you standing around, all my buddies are there, and it's like no one's going to eat that fry, I'd be like, I'll do it. Like, I'm not worried about it hurting me. It wouldn't make me sick. It's just, I don't I don't need to know what it tastes like because I know. If you're asking curiosity, would I eat it? No. I know what a stale French fry tastes like. I've had them. They don't reheat well. They don't stay well at all if you eat them cold or anything else. No, I, I, I know it would be bad. But if it was just for bragging rights, I'd probably do it. I'm for not, no money. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even scared Teddy of eating wants it. Ten grand. I'm not even scared <laughs> of eating it. I'm just saying I know it would taste terrible. What about you? How much would it take for you to eat? I that? think I'd do it for free. 
Just as like a I'm dare. I'm just curious. I'm curious. Oh, you're curious. You wouldn't even know do it. What it tastes like. You're by yourself. Maybe you're, it's the greatest fry in the world. It's not. Some molecular thing you. happens. It's not. It's like wine. They find wine in a cellar. Mm. 200 years old. It's like, oh, there's a good wine. I get it. It's good fries. I don't think that's how fries and wine work. I think they work different from each other. But yeah. Maybe I, that fry has fermented. The last, you, get you drunk know what? From it. it could be this. The fry recipe may have changed over the years. Fries they make now, they're delicious. Like I've said, I love the McDonald's French when, fries. When cooked properly. When cooked properly and when hot or warm. Yeah. When you get one that's been sitting out on the counter for a few hours, it's not, not like anything. It's not great. Maybe the recipe's changed enough from back in the 60s where maybe maybe that fry is actually pretty tasty. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I would think not. Mm-hmm. The ACC is a scam. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and I-70. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And more backups on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Scripple, oh, there we go. Insperity providing HR services for 30-plus years, including access to better benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help business succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. The segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Is coming up at 434. Jason's beef in the 5 o'clock hour. Thank you. That's good. This just coming down. Cardinals wide out DeAndre Hopkins suspended for the first six games of the NFL season for violating the PED policy Uh uh-oh yeah that's a big deal that is a big deal that's uh well what happens if uh i don't know the cardinals lose their first four games we just give kyler murray a pass on that because he didn't have one of his best players yes let's say we can't just expect him to be good no that won't happen see what will happen is cliff kingsbury and kyler murray will win their first eight games of the season Mm. regardless of what happens with deandre hopkins then they will poop all over themselves (laughs) people will say back in the lineup seen this coming except for the last six years of history with cliff kingsbury yeah no kidding right albert breer actually made a good point too about this he said uh that deandre hopkins missed one game over his first eight seasons in the league Mm -hmm. when he gets back next year he will have missed because of injury and suspension 13 of his last 15 games and he also points out hopkins turns 30 in june so so it's over no, it's not it's over. over. Bozo? It's not over, but it's pointing out that this is a guy who apparently had to use some form of PEDs. I don't know to we what don't know level what, We don't know what him. it is. There's, okay. there's nothing to we tell We don't us. know, right? We don't know. But then he also was injured last year, too. Yeah. I mean, that you're not on the right side of 30, right? Anytime you hit that big 3-0 in the NFL, that's a, that's a big mile marker for non-quarterbacks anyway. Quarterbacks apparently can play until they're 57, but... Everybody else, you hit 30, and it's a question mark as to whether or not you can still be effective, uh, especially at a skill position like that. So 
Yeah, it's, that's going to be a lot to prove for him when he comes back. Maybe if he had blamed it on Peyton Manning's wife, none of this would have been a problem. <laughs> Thank you. Good one. Good good memory there. Uh, the ACC is a scam. So we had the NFL draft this weekend. The SEC led all Power Five conferences with 65 players getting drafted. Six. Yeah. Fiver. That's a lot. Yeah. The Big Ten was second with 48. And then there was a significant drop-off after that. The Pac-12 had 25. Mm. The Big 12 had 25. And the ACC last in the Power 5 race with 21. And you know what? Look, Clemson wasn't any good last year, right? No. Are they going to be good again? Yes. Are they going to be national championship contenders? Who the hell knows? Because Dabo Swinney seems to hate everything about modern college football, <laughs> even though he's been the benefici- he's, yes. beneficiary of everything about of modern football. Yeah. But my point is, and this is what I say to Big Ten fans, Ohio State fans specifically, that tell me that Michigan has to be good and Penn State has to be good. Yeah, I, I guess that helps. If you're Ohio State and you're better than other good teams, but the reality is Clemson, for them, it doesn't matter if the ACC sucks. Right. It doesn't matter if no other team in that conference sends somebody to the NFL draft. If they take care of their business in what t- statistically is the worst Power 5 conference in producing NFL talent, it does not matter. They will be a playoff team. Buckeye yeah. fans, Michigan can be winless Penn State can be winless. You win your games. You beat those crappy teams. You will go to the playoffs every single year. Well, and that's what I think is kind of a a misnomer about college football when it comes to the ACC because the Big Ten is talked about as being just like an also-ran kind of whatever conference. But and we know it's not. That's ridiculous. No, but every year in that con- in the Big Ten, you have one team that you know is going to be in solid contention for a national championship unless they screw themselves out of it, right? If if Ohio State last year, the defense was woeful beyond words. That still barely kept them out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not that... They, they have a few plays in one game go one way or the other, and they suddenly are still well in that conversation. So that's... You know Ohio State's always going to be into this conversation. But you also know Michigan, Penn State... Michigan State, Wisconsin, maybe you throw Iowa in that mix. Two of those teams are going to be double-digit, like 10-win teams and give you at least a couple. For the large portion of the year, they're going to be top 10. Now, are they going to finish top 10? Are they going to go and be the second team in the playoffs? Probably not. But, you know, out of that group of teams, it's probably going to be one or two that are solidly top 10 teams all year long. And then after that, you've got a handful, usually, of teams that can be top 25 teams. Tell me how that is any different or how that's worse than the ACC where Boston College drag, Duke drag. We're talking football here, right? Georgia Tech, a drag most years. Louisville's not a factor for most years. Miami hasn't been a thing for a while. Florida State hasn't been a thing for a while. Shut your mouth. I'm just saying. Miami's back. Oh, Miami's back? Okay. The U is back. What you have is outside of Clemson, you are... Very fortunate to get maybe a North Carolina NC State doing some frisky things for a moment. Maybe one of Virginia or Virginia Tech has a year. But outside of that, don't give me Piet. Don't give me Syracuse. Don't give me Wake Forest. Like that's that's not that's not something you can rely on. 
You do not have two other teams outside of Clemson every year that are going to be solid top 10 for real teams. You are lucky if you get one of those every year no, out of the ACC. From a Clemson standpoint, doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. Doesn't matter. But I'm saying what does matter is sometimes people buy into this narrative because it was said when Clemson was really great a couple years ago. The South just plays football different. Whether you're in the SEC or the ACC, it's all tough down no, there. Clemson plays football differently. Clemson plays like they could play in the SEC most years. Ohio State plays like they could play in the SEC every year. Exactly right. Exactly right. But in, in the Big Ten, I guarantee you the Wisconsin's, the Penn State's, those there are at least two schools every year that could hold their own in the SEC. As far as being a top, they could still be a top-level team in the SEC. Not go win a national championship, but they could probably get through it with two or three losses, just like a lot of these other teams do, and they're still held up as, oh, well, look how tough it is. They play in the SEC. Don't get, don't buy into this hype that the ACC somehow is just vastly superior to the Big Ten. It's not true. It is The SEC has all that hype and everything else it's deserved because the top end is the best, but after that, it's the Big Ten right after that. So I don't want to hear any argument. A bat used by Jackie Robinson during the 1949 All-Star Game sold at auction this weekend for over a million dollars. $1.08 million. The bat has been in the Robinson family the entire time. Oh, wow. And came with a certificate of authenticity and a note from, uh, I forgot her first name. I don't want to be a, an idiot and just say Mrs. Jackie Robinson. What the hell's her name? From his wife? Yeah. What's her I name? Forget. I'm, I don't remember off the top of my head. What a bunch of sexists we are. We can't remember this fine woman's name, and it's going to drive me crazy until Teddy tells me. He doesn't remember either. He's got to see him typing over there right. and Googling it. What is her name? Rachel. Rachel! Rachel Robinson. That's right. All right. So you get a note from her. From her. Saying and, it's yeah. been in the family the whole time. That, I, man, that is, uh, that's quite a piece of history to own. There's a lot of these things that we have in the sports auction world that come up where it's, you know, Tom Brady's last touchdown thrown until it's not, or there's a baseball card that goes for $7 million. Uh, the Honass, the Honass. The Honass, yeah. That, those are all well and good. You could have those. I wouldn't really necessarily want to have that. If there was something I was going to, if I had the means and could buy anything, something like that, that relates to a, a historic figure in that way. And I know Tom Brady's a historic figure too. Not the same as Jackie Robinson. Sorry, there's there's never going to be another Jackie Robinson, right? I mean this this is a pretty iconic thing to have as part of a collection of sports things. So that's cool that that's available. But is it non fungible? <laughs> yes, that, it is. yes, it is. It is. That's what fung- it is. One of one. Fungible means it can be replicated. Non fungible means it can't be replicated. Even though NFTs are replicated all the time. Whatever. Anyway, yes, that's that's technically what it means. Uh, the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Is coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on 270 southbound before US 33. There is a disabled vehicle on the right side causing some heavy backups. A wrecker and ODOT crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful. Keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your passing free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Jason's Beef is coming up one hour from now. Right now. It's time for some yikes. Bone, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Georgia football is good. They won the national championship. Now the NFL teams are falling all over themselves to get someone, anyone from that team. They set a new record with 15 players drafted. Yikes. The Buckeyes in 2004 and LSU in 2020 had 14 selections apiece. Even Georgia's punter got in on the love in the sixth round. Now 15 players is a record for a seven-round draft. But the NFL draft hasn't always been seven rounds. Back in 1984, Texas had 17 players selected when the draft was 12 rounds. And back in 1946, Notre Dame had 16 players selected when the draft was 32 rounds. But there are only 10 teams back then, so let them live. Yikes! Uh, Robinson Cano, disgraced slugger for my New York Mets. Well, no longer for my New York Mets. He was DFA today, designated for assignment. Mets still owe him, Mike, this isn't a ton of money, right, to a guy that you're going to send off to the nether regions, uh, $37 million. Uh, that's almost a million dollars for every year he is old. He is 39 years old. He has not been playing well this year. 12 games, 43 plate appearances. He's at a buck ninety-five. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of Reds hitters that are also struggling that are similar like age. Say, but I don't want to speak <laughs> ill of the dead. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, here's the problem. Cano... Rusty, maybe because of the long layoff with the lockout or because he hadn't played baseball all of last year because he got busted for PEDs. Second PED bust that he had. First one was back with Seattle. So, yeah, go figure. The richest owner in Major League Baseball said, I don't care. It's $37 million. I'm done with this dude. We don't need him on the roster. See ya. But that is a big yikes for him. All right. Here's an interesting yikes. Bones Mets, they threw a no-hitter against the Phillies on Friday night. That's not the yikes. The the Phillies' Kyle Schwarber, he had three plate appearances and walked each time. So Schwarber was non-no-hit in a game where his team got no-hit, if that makes sense. Yikes. (laughs) So he went not hitless. That's right. And I mean he was hitless, but he, was hitless. he got on base. No, but he got on base a bunch of times. Okay. He was not no hit. Okay. I mean he was I, no hit. He didn't have a no, hit. He didn't have a hit. But I know what you mean, was, Ted. Yeah. Eventually, if everybody would have done what he did, they would have scored some runs and they would have won the game. All right, but Fair enough. Okay. Uh, more draft things for me. Some of the worst football programs in the country had players selected in this year's draft. Yukon, Fordham, Fayetteville State, South Carolina State, Southern Utah. Northwest Missouri State, Lenore Rhine, Ouchita Baptist, all had players chosen. You made some of those up. No, I did not. No, I did not. Lenore Rhine is real. You know, because we've talked about it before. Northwest, Southeastern, whatever you said is. Oh, whatever. Go ahead. 
Ochita Baptist, real place. Oh, I, yeah, I'm fully familiar with They them. all had players chosen, but one blue blood went all seven rounds without a selection. Texas. The Texas Longhorns had zero players chosen. The only thing I can say is, yikes. Horns down? Horns do a little, down. A little big. <laughs> Can't do that. Horns They get down. very mad if you do horns down. Uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino was right. asked at a business conference. He's speaking in California, asking about the migrant worker abuses that are alleged in Qatar. Not alleged. They happened. Uh, he was asked about that, and here's his uh, answer, Mike. You tell me if this is good or bad. He said, hey, my parents emigrated from Italy to Switzerland. When you give work to someone, even in hard conditions, you give that person dignity and pride. Oh, no. I'm sure that's a nice thing that you'll... Can you put that in a frame and mail that back to the 6,000 or so migrant workers' families or that have all lost someone who died in these unsafe, terrible working conditions in Qatar? Why don't you print that off with your billions of dollars that FIFA has in the bank and send it to all those families and say, hey, we gave them a job, though, gave them dignity and pride, and now they're dead. Yikes. Well, and... When they wanted to leave the job, they were not, they were not allowed, allowed to Is do it. Is that dignity as well? When you say, could I leave to keep my dignity? And they're like, no, we won't let you leave. They, they tricked them into the country. Then they got here. And the employers would take their visas that allowed them to leave yes. and say, yeah, when, they you, had when the job's done, you can leave. sleeping in shipping containers in, in the desert degree heat. heat. Yeah. And, and they said, I want to go home now. And they said, no, no, tough. We have Once you finish the job, which had no end date, and whenever they chose to, they could just extend it. Yeah. That's, is that it dignity? amazes me how tone deaf these people can be. It amazes no, me. Yeah. But hey, Cutter's check cleared. That's, That's all right. FIFA cares about. That's all about. they care about. Sorry, Teddy. Go ahead. All right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected Logan Hall with the 33rd pick in the NFL draft. Logan was born on April 22nd of 2000. His teammate, some guy named Tom Brady, he was drafted on April 16th of 2000. So that means Tom Brady has been in the NFL longer than Logan Hall has been alive. Yikes. I walked up a flight of steps, had to take a rest yesterday. I'm a pathetic excuse for a man, and I'm tempting death every single day. The pen, that deserves a yikes, I guess. Oh, sure. The pen relays took place this past weekend. Athletes of all ages compete in various track and field competitions. 38,000 people were there to see it. Let them live. There was a high schooler who ran a mile in four minutes and one second. Yikes for him. But no one really cared about that jabroni because they were excited to see New Jersey resident Lester Wright. He ran the 100-meter dash in 26 seconds. Maybe you're thinking you could do that too. But you see, Lester is 100 years old. Wow. He ran track in high school in the 30s, went off to war, opened up a dental lab, He's been married to his wife, Adele, for 80 years. Wow. 80 years. He said after the race, at 100 meters, I feel like I'm just getting started. I thought this was nice, but I wanted a longer race. Wow. Yikes. I feel like, and we'll have to look it up after this segment, but I feel like there was a guy who was in his 70s who ran the 100 meters in like 12 seconds or 13 seconds. Like, like something also pretty spectacular, but yeah, but that guy was in his seventies. This guy's a hundred years old. No, I know, but that I'm saying like that's either way, incredible, very cool stuff. Uh, but third, yikes, goes to the Miami F1 Grand Prix. The Formula One race will be there this weekend, I believe, and the track preparations are well underway. If you don't know, they're racing this right around the stadium, right, the Hard Rock Casino Stadium where the Dolphins play. That 
problem with that is doesn't look very much like Miami. Looks like a giant parking lot because that's what it is. So what did the organizers do? They said, hey, we're going to put a marina in. We'll have yachts in the infield of this race. So you think, wow, F1's coming. They dug out and put water in a marina. Oh, no. They just put a bunch of boats in the parking lot and then they've painted the parking lot blue (laughs) to look like water. This is Formula One, man. This is one of the most expensive, decadent sports in the world. And you're going to say, hey, welcome to America. Here's our painted parking lot yacht club. Get out of here. That's stupid, Miami. Yikes. That could not be more America. Well, no, no. you're right. That, is, that represents us to a T. If it was a Walmart parking lot, that's the only extra thing we need. You're right. Go ahead, Teddy. Sorry. All right. The Reds. Yikes. They're setting records for being horrible. They've lost 17 of their last 18 games. Yikes. It's their worst start in franchise history and worst start by any team in baseball since 2003. Yikes. They haven't won a game since April the 10th. Yikes. They have one win over their last six series. Not one series win, just one actual game that they've won. Yikes. Terrible. Teddy, we talked about it before. I mean, they've crossed into funny bad. Now, it is, yeah. It's not painful anymore. It's just you you watch and laugh. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, well, well, they lose 100 games. That's the big thing now. You brought up F1. I want to bring up the biggest mystery in American racing coming up next. Do you have nothing to say? I'm No, I'm ready for it. Right, I, I, I thought you were going to break. No, I'm just I looking at you. I can't wait to talk about it. All it's right. going to be great. This the is big, a, It's a huge mystery. A story that has been brewing for... Been brewing. 40 years. I'm basically. excited about it. Yeah. Don Wildman is here. No one gets that reference. I definitely don't. But we're solving a mystery at the museum. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find a disabled vehicle on 270 Southbound before US 33. Still working to get this one clear. Wrecker and ODOT crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful in the meantime. You're also going to find some slow traffic on I-70 Eastbound between Mountain Street and Route 315. About a five-minute backup over there. And more slow traffic on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Plan on some delays. This driving report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson, now hiring. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Jason's Beef. Coming up at five thirty-four. All right, I love a good mystery. Oh yeah, this is a this is a great one. This is a NASCAR mystery. L. W. Wright mm-hmm. is a mang. He participated in the nineteen eighty-two NASCAR race at Talladega. It was in May. I want to say it was forty years ago, almost to the day of this story being published. Is when when this happened. 
Uh, yes, that's right. He ran 13 laps in this race. And then I guess after the race disappeared off the face of the earth. No one knew what happened to this guy. Yeah, it was. So let me give you a little more backstory on this. Uh, that spring, someone was, they, they had publicists that do this. They still do it now. They call up these, you know, various uh, rich guys, racing team owners, stuff like that. And they say, hey, we got a guy. He's a kid or he's a young guy. He has raced in these lower levels of, of auto racing, but he's never got a shot at the big time. Need to, you know, if you could put together a package for him, I think he can come out there and, and drive really well for you. Well, 1982 versus now. A little different, a little hard to verify, you know, that. You, they they started talking about this guy who was a 33-year-old short track driver who ran 43 times in the Bush Grand National Series, which is now what they call the Xfinity Series. It's the level right below NASCAR. Nowadays, this would never fly. All those races are on TV. A lot of the car owners who own the cars in the you know, the cup series, they also own cars in that second. Series. Everyone would know if there was a guy who was lying about this, right? right? Right. Back then it was a lot looser. There were a lot of races that weren't always on TV or not. Every owner had a car at every race. So it's possible this guy could have just raced and no one had seen him. But the story kept going that he also had some backing from various country music superstars like Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard, who were ready to pay the money and back this dude and get him into the cup series, right? So he convinced a guy named Bernie Terrell, who had a company called space age marketing to loan him 30 grand. Cause again, he's got all these celebrities from the country music world. They're going to pay you back. Don't worry. They're good for it. That was to buy a new race car and $7,500 to cover, you know, the crew and getting some tools there. Who did he and all buy the, the car from he, he bought it from old cuckoo Marlin Sterling Marlin. Well, Sterling Marlin's dad is Cuckoo Marlin. He was a great driver in his own right. And Sterling, who went on to drive and win two Daytona 500s, your guy, Sterling was asked, hey, man, I don't really have a lot of guys who know how to work on these cars. Can you come and since this is your race car, basically, can you help be the mechanic on it? And he said, sure, I'll come. So they said uh, they would buy it for 20 grand instead of 30 grand. They agreed on this price. Anyway, this dude showed up to the racetrack and they all knew real quick Something went right because this L.W. Wright guy had never seen apparently Talladega or was not aware of how big it was. It's 2.6 miles. It's the biggest track on the circuit. And he was asking them questions about like, now, where do I go to get off pit road and get onto this thing? And they're like, dude, how do you not know this? You're supposedly raced like 40 times in this lower series. They were starting to panic. But sure enough, he had the money to pay the entry fee, which is like $100 got on the track and qualified the car fast enough that he made the field. So he gets out there. He ran about, I don't know, 15 laps, 13 laps. Okay. 13 laps. And then NASCAR said, you're not even keeping up with the minimum speed. Like the main guys are going 200 miles an hour. He was going well under 180 miles. He an was hour. going 186. Wasn't safe. He finished 39th out of 40. And NASCAR said, you have to stop. You're going too slow. Yeah. So he pulls the car into the pits and then, disappeared disappeared it says every check he wrote bounced yep uh the story says there's one picture of him from that talladega race it's available to the public and that's it no one has heard from this guy no one has seen this guy and apparently this new podcast is going to have him on well they they did video with them rick houston used to write for a thing called the nascar scene 
uh, it was like a it was like a weekly or biweekly newspaper magazine style thing that you get mailed to you and it had all the NASCAR news in it, right? And then that went away, but he still does a podcast called The Scene Vault because it was the Nash the NASCAR scene, all that stuff. Anyway, he finally tracked this guy down and the guy that claimed he was LW Wright, they brought the picture, and sure enough, he had the same jacket, like the the driver's suit you would wear. Like the top, he had that same top from that picture with him, and they double checked all the things and said this looks as legit as it. Because I, I saw a lot of people doubting this is actually him. Well, They're yeah. saying, well, you may have somebody on, but I'm not convinced it's this guy. There, this this is like to NASCAR longtime NASCAR fans this is like saying I have spoken with someone who like lives with Bigfoot. Or is Bigfoot, basically. I don't know if Bigfoot speaks, but it's it's that level of no one's ever going to find this guy. I don't know if Bigfoot speaks. Well, considering he's not real, you, that's can, what, you can make him speak if you want no, to, Bone. No, you're getting my point. That's, that's what this guy was like, is everyone assumed this guy either was dead. No one thought, well, whatever name he goes by, it's not L.W. Wright. No one has ever been able to find this guy. There's certainly people who wanted to. Sterling Marlin wanted to. He's got twenty grand in it that he would have liked to have. But this guy claims he never did anybody wrong. It's all just misunderstandings. And he said, if anybody has anything to say about me, says I owe them money, then they need to come tell me to my face. Which it's like, well, given your face hasn't shown up for 40 years, dude, maybe that's why they haven't come and found you. I bet they will now. But it sounds like this guy's not doing great. He's in some poor health. So perhaps this is what's motivated him to come forward. But why did he not come forward until now? Did he say? Well, I think because I mean I don't know, but I'm quite sure there's still something to the idea that if he comes forward and says, "Yeah, that was me," then they're gonna be like, "Cool, here's the bill. You owe us thirty grand." You know, and and it's my doesn't sound like he's the type of guy who has thirty grand. The other reports are from people who knew of him at the time or knew of the guy who called himself L.W. Right at the time. Neighbors said that they witnessed him right after the Talladega race that night. He came home, took a bunch of his belongings, and the quote is some of theirs that were like in his yard that he had apparently stolen from them and packed up his car and just abandoned his house and no one had ever seen him. No one knew where he went. That's a time where you could still disappear, Mike, and there wouldn't be like a bunch of people. He can just go to another town and be like, what's your name? He's like, Bob Smith. Like, really? He's like, yep, it's Bob. Bob Smith got a construction job I can work on and no one will ever question my identity. That's exactly I'm, I'm guessing this guy went and worked somewhere probably not too far away. He did this interview at an undisclosed location. They would not. <laughs> they said they would not share the location publicly of where he met this guy. So there's still some secrecy around it, but it appears that they found this guy. So go read the whole thing. ESPN is a nice write up on it or check out that scene vault podcast and go listen to it with Rick Houston. He does a good job. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up, coming. Ooh, 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 ooh. Wow. Wow. Put a U. Shouldn't, shouldn't have been there. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Alrighty, we got some slowdowns to look out for on the roads right now. You'll find 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow in that area. You'll also find some delays on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. About a five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. I blame you, Mike. Insperity providing HR services for 30-plus years, including access to better benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help business succeed so communities prosper. Insperity HR, that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Jason's Beef coming up at 534. There was somebody on this show, I can't remember which of us did this on Friday, that said the crew were going to score three goals in their game. Hard, on to, hard to know who that could have been. I'm just saying, there was somebody on hard this show, to know. and we had a, a poo pooer as well. I don't even re- I don't mocking really know who that was. this very that handsome be. person who hard, said to say the crew will score three goals against DC United, and of course they won three to nothing as as this person said that they would. He's mm. just a common man. Good for you for yeah, believing good, in this good crew. For the crew. Team. Well, good for you for believing in them because I gave up hope watching this team the way I had the last few weeks. They looked. They will tell you they didn't look awful. They just couldn't score. But to me, that's, I don't know, an important part of the game. But they they came out in front of a home crowd and, and played D.C. United, who's not great. They had a backup goalkeeper who is also not great, John Kempen. What, are you sadly, making excuses? No, I'm saying they went out and took care of business. They did what you're supposed to do. They're a better team, top to bottom, than D.C. United is. They shouldn't be next to D.C. United in the standings, but they were going into this game. And they they looked great. So I'll I'll give them credit for scoring three goals. Now, I had a few people, Clay Hall from Channel 6 being one of them, who tweeted and said, well, very curious to find out what T-Bone has to say about you know this team going out and scoring all these goals all of a sudden. And I said, I'm happy they won. Can they do it like these goals were a little weird? Let's be honest. They scored a free kick goal from Pedro Santos. He doesn't usually take those. Lucas Ryan wasn't in the game. Pedro Santos stepped up and made a great shot. I don't know if he's going to do that every week. I don't know if you're going to have Darlington Nagby hit a Galazzo from outside of the box, which was one of the best things. Darlington Nagby's one of the best players in all of MLS, and he rarely gets, he doesn't get talked about enough. He, this dude could be one of the best national team players that we have, but I don't think it's his deal. He, he's, he said before he doesn't really want to do it. It's not his thing and good for him, but. Ah, man, he is so good. Like, go watch the crew and just watch number six. I, I, are, you, are you happy or sad or what the hell's going on? It's I'm like, happy. Hey, that- this guy did this, but he doesn't always do it, but I hope he does it. Ah, look at all the lonely people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying Darling Navi is a great player. He is not known as a great player for scoring goals because right. he does everything all else well. All I wanted to say is that someone correctly predicted the crew were going to score three well, goals. good for you. The other guy can is you, you. Can you predict that more often so we yes. can get this to happen more often? Uh, we you. had the fast food draft on Friday as well, and the results are in. 
When it's all said and done, all the votes were tallied. Panama Ted ran away with it. Congratulations, Teddy. You got 36.3% of the vote. Uh, T-Bone came in second with 28.5%. I had 24.6%. And Timmy Hall, Make-A-Wish, came in at 10.6%. I will say, Ted, I had a few, I had a couple buddies that do not like know each other, but they listen to the show, and they texted me over the weekend and said, hey, FYI, uh, I did have to vote for Ted's over your, and I'm like, thank you guys. Yeah, I just, I, so I'm just saying like, I don't know where that came from. They didn't have to tell me that, but they chose to, to like specifically let me know that they were not picking Well, you know mine. what? The ironic part, Alanis Morris said, is that no one was upset with their draft more than Ted during the draft. Yes. Because you were bitching and moaning that everybody was taking your picks. Picks. so mad. Well, well, it was basically you from two, yourself. No, no, it was basically two things. I wanted just to swap out my, you know, dessert with one of your guys' desserts that well, you it seemed stole. Like it worked if out you would have gotten the peanut butter parfait, maybe you lose. Possibly, because apparently nobody likes it. Yeah, I didn't realize that, so I dodged a bullet there. The frosty, I think, would have been fine because seems like people love that. I Frosty's good. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the other thing was the uh, you know chalupa that I, I took, which you know I thought that was solid. You didn't want the chalupa. I wanted the uh, gord- cheesy gordita crunch. crunch. Yeah, I you know what? And I'm not I'm not trying to see now. We're I'm just overanalyzing this draft. I think people say they like chalupas. I don't think they've had a cheesy crunch gordita and know that that's far superior. No offense to the chalupa. Cheesy Chalupas gordita crunch. What did I say? Cheesy crunch gordita. Cheesy gordita crunch. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I screwed <laughs> it up. Come on. I don't know how to say it. I just know how to put it in my mouth. <laughs> Cut that one up, Ted. Ah, look at all the lonely people. His name fits perfectly with that song. But I don't know why. The crew, by the way, we lost one of the great names and songs, right? The Jossie song is gone away because Jossie's artist got traded. Nordeka. You got to do something with Eleanor Rigby and Darlington Nagby. Let's That's got to happen. Go. I'll write it that for fits. you if you want. It fits right in. What can we, what can we say? Uh, I'm trying to think because like the I like I look at all the lonely people that part doesn't really fit the Darlington Nagby part it comes after that like so do you start with the Darlington Nagby Eleanor Rigby part and then work to the chorus Teddy, can you get the song for us so we could just play the song and figure out what we want to do uh, anyway rundown right. common man and T-bones the rundown the rundown hey red suck <laughs> <laughs> they really suck. They're three and nineteen. They get swept God. out by the Rockies over the weekend. It is the worst start in franchise history. Good news, Guardians didn't suck this weekend. They swept out the A's. They head to San Diego for a series starting tomorrow. I will say, oh, be quiet. Oh well, be quiet. Just saying, the oh, Guardians are weird because they've like swept or been swept in like the last six series. It's been weird. Uh, Jackets officially signed Kirill Marchenko to a two-year entry-level deal. He just finished up his season in the KHL. Second-round pick of the Jackets in 2018. He is supposed to be very good. People are very excited about him. And now here he is. Excited. That's good. Bring him in. I know this team is uh, building to something. I think they are going to be very good in the future. Let's hope that the young guys who took some steps this year can continue to do that. And let's hope that... uh, Things fall their way in the draft this year, and they can actually pick up some more help and keep it going. Well, Patrick Laine was uh, talking on Saturday. Of course, a lot of fans want him to sign a long-term deal, and he made it sound like it's just a formality. He says, I don't think it should be an issue, you know. They've expressed they want me here. I've said the same thing. So, you know, the feeling is mutual. Just figure out the term and the money and all that, and I think we should be fine. 
Oh, all those simple things like $10 million a year for the next eight years or nine years. Yes. I like, though, the sentiment of I want to be here and I don't think it's going to be difficult to get a deal done. I'm not saying Patrick Lyonet didn't kind of bury the lead on that, which is, yeah, all we have to do is figure out the time and no, the money. And I, I understand what but he's it, saying. It's better than when there was no comment. We've heard nothing from him. When asked, he said, that's up to my agent. I don't really have a lot to say about that. Or like he didn't give one of those answers we've heard, the non-answer types. He said pretty directly, yeah, I want to be here. They want me here. I think we're going to get something done. So that's encouraging. I Maybe I'm being too optimistic there, but I feel good about that. NFL draft things from the weekend. Uh, six Buckeyes go in the draft. Garrett Wilson goes in the first round. Chris Olave goes in the first round. We know that. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer goes in the third round to the Titans. Jeremy Ruckert goes in the third round to the Jets. Tyreek Smith goes in the fifth round to the Seahawks. Thayer Munford goes in the seventh round to the Raiders. Haskell Garrett signed a deal with the Titans afterwards. I'm surprised he wasn't drafted. Master Teague signed a deal with the Bears. So six Buckeyes going in the draft. Who surprised you that they didn't either go higher or didn't well, get drafted the, the at Haskell all? Garrett thing surprised me. I thought Thayer Mumford would go a little higher too. Um, no, I, I, I will add that I thought Master Teague would have had more of a look in the draft, but he's a running back who didn't get like a a real full year as like a the guy, the only guy. You know what I mean? He certainly had his moments. He certainly showed what he's capable of, but maybe that's what the NFL teams, they didn't see enough, but I think he'll stay in the league and be a, a player for quite a while. Yeah, me too. Okay. Good. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> uh, talks between the Browns and the Panthers for Baker have apparently broken down. So we'll see what happens. I, Look, man, I refuse to believe that there's no value for Baker Mayfield out there. He may be a pain in the ass. Maybe he's not as good as we once thought that he was. But he's still a starting quarterback in this league. I think he is. His salary should have nothing to do with it. I mean, teams draft for... The Browns did it. Drafted for a $16 million quarterback and threw him away like trash. Right. Right. And so now we're talking about $19 million with a cap number that's much higher than when the Browns did it, by the way. Saying, oh, I can't take that on. That's ridiculous. You got quarterbacks in this league making $40 million. I know that Baker's skill does not match that number, but $19 million is really nothing in NFL circles. I mean, his skill doesn't maybe match $19 million, but it also, I mean, it definitely doesn't match $40 million, and I don't think it matches, I don't know, $5 million or something. Like, at some point, there would be a, you could say, that's not a terrible number for him for one year. For a team that's saying, we, we think we're close I, the only way I was just going to say the only way I think he gets dealt anytime soon is if someone has some kind of severe injury, they're going to be out for the year at quarterback and it's a playoff caliber team. Maybe they get desperate and say, all right, fine, let's bring Baker in for a year, see what he can do. You know that I'm not normally Mr. Conspiracy Theory, but could it be that the other franchises are so pissed off at the Browns for changing the market and giving Deshaun Watson all of this money, all of this guaranteed money, they don't want to deal with the Browns. Oh, very much. So they're just be. saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not trading this guy. I'm not trading for this guy. I will wait you out. You will release him inevitably, and then we'll sign him if we're interested. But I'm not going to trade with you. I'm not going to give you a pick because I don't like the way you handle your business. Well, we were just talking about uh, a few minutes ago about Robinson Cano with the Mets. And now his, his time ended poorly with the Mets. And so they, they let him go today. 
$37 million they're eating to let him go, but they just want to be out of the Robbie Cano business. I am surprised that, to your point, that Brown's ownership doesn't say, well, we just gave 230 guaranteed, $230 million for the quarterback solution. Why? What's another $19 million to to basically say we're done with this Baker Mayfield thing. We don't want to have to hear about it anymore. We'll pay most we'll pay 90% of his salary and see you later. Just get him out the door. But maybe that's it. Maybe there are a lot of teams just sitting there saying, "You have to pay 100% or 90% or whatever because we don't like the fact that you've reset the quarterback market. So screw yeah. you. We're not helping you out of your problem." And the Browns are being stubborn about it right now. But I don't think they will be permanently. I do think that they will either eat this salary and release him. Or, or they will move him. The only way he stays for Cleveland, and this, I guess, is a theoretical possibility, is if they want to keep that money on the books and then get a, a pick for him after the compensatory pick, you know, for next year. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. I look at all the I don't think you start here. I think you have to start at this line. Darlington Nagby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been. Right, picks be up like, the rice in the church where the wedding has been. All right, cut it off, Teddy. There's too many words now. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got to do one oh, verse yeah, at a just, time. That's right. Go tell, go tell the Beatles. I got too many words. Well, are we going to hurt Paul McCartney's feelings? By the way, Paul McCartney. I hope not. I hope not. Paul McCartney's got a billion dollars. Okay? Yeah. I, maybe I'm undershooting him. Okay. But he's got no less than a billion dollars. He is closing in on birthday number 80. Mm-hmm. Look, I know that old musicians go out and play shows. I get it. Paul McCartney is going on tour. He just did a concert the other night in Spokane, Washington. Right? Lovely. Well, like Billy Joel. I know he's not your guy, but Billy Joel's got hundreds of millions of dollars. He's done it all. When he goes out, he plays like one show a year. He'll go to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. 75,000 people will show up, and then that's Billy's thing for the month. Maybe he'll show play a show at Madison Square Garden. Paul McCartney's going out and playing in Spokane, Washington. I, I, I know what you're saying. And he's 80! He just also strikes me as the type of person where if like no one cared... Which they wouldn't, but if no one cared, he would show up at like a local coffee shop open mic and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And just sit down and start playing. Sound? How's it going? Hey, going to be strum my little bumbly. We're gonna do a little plunkety plinkety on the guitar. <laughs> like that's what he would do, right? He'd just sit down and do the Dana Carvey impression of himself, and he would do it for five people because he just likes to play. Right, I'm guessing that's what I'm. That's the only thing I can explain that with. Paul McCartney live in Spokane. USC coach Lincoln Riley not making friends. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for slowdowns on 270 southbound before US 33. A disabled vehicle still causing delays over there. Wrecker and ODOT crews remain on scene getting things cleaned up. You'll also find some slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and I-70. Traffic is backed up there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Stop by Family Dollar for everything you need to celebrate mom. Make her feel special with balloons, cards, sweets, decorations, and scented candles. So many ways to say I love you all at great value. There's more for mom at Family Dollar. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. 
She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Jason's Beef with our guy Jason Stark is coming up at 534. You know, I saw something that for like five minutes I'm interested in. Okay. And I know that I'll eventually say I don't want to do it, but uh, one of my favorite bands, Collective Soul, is coming to town, I think in July, July 20th. Okay. Awesome. They are on the bill with one of your guys, Switchfoot. Really? Yes. And I, I think you and no I idea. should maybe venture out and do the show from uh, Kemba Live. Are you saying we should do a like a, a live remote from a I'm saying it concert. now. And then in five minutes, I will change my mind and say I don't want to do it. I, you know, I just, I went to a concert over the weekend. I saw Pedro the Lion and Oceanator at Scully's. Let them live. Very good. I always wanted to show. open up a place right next door to Scully's called Mulder's. <laughs> there is a place open <laughs> next door to Scully's. Magnolia. The <laughs> I was going to say it's not called Mulder. But good job. Yeah. Uh, I saw Jen Winters, who hosted with you the other week. Hopefully she'll come in and fill in some more when no, one of us is off. banned. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's banned from the show. No, but you know what? I had such a good time at that concert, and I... it made me realize like i i have missed doing that more than i thought so i would love to go to another show but that's a you know much bigger venue i'd love to go there i've never seen collective soul i've seen switchfoot many times but i'd watch them i'd watch them every week i mean they're great i love their live show they're awesome but yeah let's go yeah let's bring the listeners in ah no that's it i'm done (laughs) watch put us on stage during the sound check there's no way that could sound bad where it's just like doom 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 as the drummers like going through all the mics and that'd be yeah that'd be we a lot gotta of fun. go see collective soul while we can because well, i told you paul's playing shows when he's 80 right, paul right yeah yeah ed roland is pushing 60 sure that's that's a tough deal that's where that comes from it's one of your favorite things to play you on know what show. i can't unsee though when i look at ed roland what is the that? lead singer of collective soul is that he just he looks like if string bean were going to be a rock star, <laughs> he's got string bean. He's got string bean. This in is him. only something that you and I. No, I know, but I'm talking to you. Not, yeah, you're exactly right. It does. It very much does look like if string bean was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that happen. Our old Speaking boss of our '90s friends. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I enjoy the Goo Goo Dolls, and <laughs> I like I like saying Ooh. their name just like that dolls. to piss you off. The Dolls, the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. Have you seen our buddy? johnny resnick recently no i have not have you ever wondered what bobby carpenter would look like if he was going through transition oh re- really Go check out good old johnny resnick okay uh have you ever said to yourself bobby carpenter would make an attractive woman there you go, go all check right out our friend john all right so he's, he's 
All right, he's got some long hair. Well, uh, it's just, it's the fa- it's facially too. Facially, right? facially. All right. Well, you know what? Whatever, man. We all age differently. We're all who knows what we're going to look like. Two puddles. Oh, I, I'll we're tell look you. Like. I'll tell you what we're going to look like. Terrible. I look terrible now. Of course, me too. But you know, I I held these guys up. Johnny Resnick, my guy. You held him up? Well, you know, you gun? put him on. You, no, you oh. put him on a pedestal. Oh, I see. Is what I mean. God. Thought you robbed. Breaking news? <laughs> Statue of limitations up on that one? You just held up bands? Is that what you got by how back old, in the how day? Old is Johnny Resnick. I you you could tell me any well not any age. I assume he's like somewhere between fifty and seventy. That's my guess. He's not seventy. No, but he's somewhere between fifty and seventy. Is what I'm saying. Teddy, he's closer to fifty. He's 56. Yes. Mm. Okay. Uh, by the way, you know who, speaking of uh, looks great, doing great? Yeah. Uh, the actress who played Topanga, Danielle oh, Fischel. Oh, Daniel Fischel, yeah. Looking she, good? Yeah, although I got kind of disappointed today because she was trending on Twitter and people were saying that she makes an appearance in Jack Harlow's upcoming uh, music video. So I don't know who's Jack Harlow? He's a he's like a pop artist slash rapper, whatever. So they said the trailer's out and Topanga's in it. Danielle Fischel, she's in it. And I've I've seen some of her more recent work where she's a grown woman and she is uh very grown and doing very well. So they said she's in this video, and I click on the trailer, and I'm thinking, what is this gonna be? And then it's her just sitting in an SUV. With like two kids fighting in the background, and that's it. it you that's see it for it? like five seconds, and I was disappointed. I what thought, what did you think was going to happen? Well, I don't know. Took her top off? No, but I thought I don't know if I don't know what I don't know what her role is in this video. So I'm I'm curious now to watch it. They say this video is coming out Friday, so maybe it'll uh, maybe she'll be doing more things in the video. I don't know. <laughs> the uncut. You know. Well, she's probably not just going to be sitting there at a at a steering wheel just staring off into the distance she'll probably be doing something in the video she was paid to be in it so we'll see what happens all right lincoln riley is not making friends yeah he now is, you do the story he is not uh well, so, i pretend to listen <laughs> Pitt wide receiver jordan addison thinking about transferring one of the best receivers no well arguably the best receiver in the country he's the Bolitnikoff award winner had over 1500 yards 17 touchdowns so very good right kenny pickett got to throw to him a lot anyway Now the rumor is he's thinking of leaving Pitt and going to USC. So when this was found out, according to Pete Thamel, Pat Narduzzi, the head coach at Pitt, had a problem with that and believes that it may have been Lincoln Riley doing a little tampering. Not that his guy was dissatisfied with where he was, that Lincoln Riley was setting up, hey man, you could come here and be a lot better which is not even in the wild, wild west of name, image, likeness, and transfer portal and all that, still not exactly okay for coaches to call up guys who are currently playing and say, get the hell out of there and come over here. So apparently Pat Narduzzi rang up Lincoln Riley multiple times. Oh, and read him the riot act. Well, it says here expressed his displeasure. I'm sure he did. I hope he expressed it in only four-letter words. I'm sure he did. I hope he screamed the paint off of the walls in both places where those guys are. Because I, yeah, man, you got one of the best players in the country. Maybe he does want to go to USC. Maybe that's exactly, he doesn't, maybe he hates playing for Pat Narduzzi. I have no idea. But yeah, I could also see a scenario where Lincoln Riley is new money and he just comes in and is like, I can get anybody I want. Rules don't apply to me. I'm Lincoln Riley. And he starts, you know, Taken from guys who 
have worked a really long and hard time to get to the point where you've got a stud wide receiver like that and he's coming back for one more year. That would that would really suck. So let's hope that's not what was happening. Jason's beef is coming up next. He'll also talk about Topanga in the music video. <laughs> what was the band? It's a, it's a guy, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. You think he'll know who Jack Harlow is? Uh, no. Teddy, did you know who Jack Harlow was? I've heard the name. Yeah. Sure. I'm not Come familiar on. there with him. He's uh, he. Yeah. Well, whatever. Move on. Jason's beef coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing delays on I-70 westbound over the 71 East split. Traffic is slow in that area and continues to build. You'll also find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand is changing the way people live with their pets. Experienced professionals provide pets independence to play outside while providing you confidence they're secure. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. He likes baseball. He likes solar eclipses. He likes Shohei Otani. But he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark. It is, uh, what is it, Monday? I forgot what day it was. That's right. Jason's Beef. Jason joins us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Jason. Hello, Mike. You know, like with twins, I have no experience with this, but I've heard that if something bad happens to one twin, the other twin sort of feels it. They feel that something's <laughs> wrong. So my question to you is, when Shohei Otani hurt his groin yesterday... Did you feel? Did you feel a little tweak? <laughs> My wife has a science fiction movie, so yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I, 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 you know, actually, there, there's a, there's a reason that I definitely did feel this. That had nothing to do with your uh, uh, crazy little sci-fi theories uh, or twin theories. Is, is that I was trying to line up Perry Manassi, the general manager of the Angels, to. Uh, be a guest on our podcast this morning, and then Otani came out of the game. They were on the way to a blowout in the ninth, and then had to face eleven hitters to get through the inning. And I thought, I don't think he's going to be in a podcasting kind of mood. So I was following that way too closely. We were uh, we were talking about the Reds last week with you, and since we've started talking about the Reds with you, they have not won a game. They are three and nineteen. It is the worst start in franchise history. They are god-awful. We already discussed this. They're bad. We know they're bad. They're terrible. Are they the worst team that you can recall seeing, or are you sticking with that Oriole team that went 1-21 to start the season? You know, that's a really interesting way to ask that question because um, they're not the worst roster I've ever seen, but the the way they play... You know, you see this in bad teams. 
bad teams are waiting around for something bad to happen, something terrible to happen, something catastrophic to happen. That's what I see when I watch them play. The The air is so out of their balloon that even the good players are playing way below their level. And it happens. It's It's something to see where... You know, good players can get dragged down to the level that the Reds are playing at. I, I actually, and I've been around, I've been doing this long enough that I followed around that 88 Orioles team at the end of their streak for about a week. And it is crazy to look back at their roster because Cal Ripken was on that team. Eddie Murray was on that team. They had some good players, but when it begins to go, Everybody gets sucked down that. There's got to be a sci-fi uh, term for this. Is it like is that, is that the black hole? In I was gonna, I was going to say hole of like suck. It. I don't think that's the sci-fi term, but I'm going to go with <laughs> hole of suck. <laughs> okay, there was a black hole of something that they all get sucked down, and that's the Reds right now. Yeah, uh, speaking of the whole of suck, Robinson Cano was DFA'd today, and he has not played well in his limited time since he came back from the year-long suspension. I bring him up not really to pile on there, but to illustrate how different things are for the New York Mets right now. They're one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, roster-wise and record-wise. And they now have an owner who looks at $37 million and says, whatever, write it off, who cares? I'm I'm trying to win a World Series, and I don't care what it costs. How different are things in New York under Steve Cohen from the Wilpon family who ran that team for many years prior? T-Bone, are you hinting that the Wilpons might not have <laughs> looked at it quite like this? As a Mets fan, I'm trying to very gently lead you down a pathway where you rip the Wilpons <laughs> for five minutes, but feel free to do however you want to do that, but go ahead. Okay, well, everything with the Wilpons felt like it was about money and everything with Steve Cohen feels like it's about winning because he's got more money than he can spend in 28 lifetimes. And I, yeah, it's obvious. It's obvious to everyone there. Now, I think it took a little while. Uh, last year was, was a funny year, but right now they're like, they're the anti reds. Um, everything that goes on now is about what it's going to take to win. And, you know, Steve Cohen looks at Robinson Cano as a sunken cost. I mean, that's what he is, but I don't think the Wilpons would have seen it that way. But Steve Cohen doesn't care about that $37 million. He has to pay it one way or the other. So why would he pay it to that guy when he's an obstacle to winning? Um, and that's what they're all about now. You, you, you go sign Max Scherzer, he's about winning. You go sign Buck Showalter, every second of every minute of every day is about finding some way to get better. And their team reflects that now. They were the opposite of that for so many years. I what was my joke? The Mets are going to Met. That's what they did. Not anymore. Jason's beef with Jason Stark here on The Fan. Robinson Cano is one of those guys where you asked me six years ago, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? I'd say, yes, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I, I, I don't think there was a lot of doubt to it. Now, uh, he's not. The only other guy I can think 
that I've watched that I was convinced he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, he didn't do it as long as Robbie Cano did, but I was convinced that Nomar Garcia Parra was going to be a Hall of Famer, and it just didn't work out for a variety of reasons. Can you give me a guy that you knew was going to be a Hall of Famer if he just kept it up, but he didn't keep it up? Well, um, you know, I don't know that those two things are exactly the same, uh, Nomar and Robbie Cano. Um, because Robbie Cano is, is, he's a disgraced two-time offender of the, the PED laws, and that in and of itself disqualifies Well, him. right, like, like Manny Ramirez clearly that, should be a Hall of Famer, right, but, but Manny, he's not going to be. Right, Manny, A-Rod, Pete Rose, they were all on that path. Is there somebody like, not Robbie Cano, but more like Nomar? Wow. I stumped you, didn't I? Uh, I mean, like I was going to say Ryan Braun, but then I remembered he like, he, he falls in the same right. boat. Yeah, but no, then I, but Ryan Braun could fall into this category because at least, you know, Manny cheated, but then he came out and always performed, right? Where Ryan Braun cheated, and once he was caught, he just was never the same guy. Whether he continued cheating or not, he just wasn't that same guy. Um, that's Well, that's true. Um, maybe these things are related. <laughs> you know, we, we, one of the hard parts about evaluating Nomar's generation is nobody ever did give us a list of who did what, you know, or what they did or what it, what it caused their stats to turn into or their careers to turn into. And I, I'm not saying Nomar cheated. I, I don't, I have no idea, but there, I think there were a lot of players. It feels like in that generation, in that period of time who seemed like they were one player and then all of a sudden they it it, it just went um chris davis wasn't headed for the hall of fame but he was a two-time home run champion who then couldn't even hit the baseball i mean talking about guys who whose team said no no we're not, we don't care how much money it costs us to make this guy go away so it it does happen but Ron I'll give, I'll give you like another one. A, a, a mess unto himself. I'll give you another one. You tell me if you agree. Tim Lincecum. Uh, yeah, you can certainly make that case. He was he was clearly a shooting star for a while. He won those back-to-back Cy Youngs. And there was nothing more fun than watching Tim Lincecum pitch. And it was special for a while. But with that delivery, you're always worried. I mean, would Mark Fidrich fall into that category? Yeah, but he only had he thing. only had one really enough. fantastic season, didn't he? He had he had one year, and then he got hurt, and then things turned messy on in every way. Yeah, this turns into a good segment. We're just you and me naming names. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you didn't really define what it was your. No, for. I know so it's always my fault. Have, I got it. Yeah, the guys have what five, six, seven meteoric years, and then. You draw a line and, and, and say, after that time, he ha- his career has to fall apart. All right, I want you to think about this for one week, and then come back <laughs> come back next week and give me another name. Uh, that's my assignment? That's yes, my that's your homework. All right. I, I'll try to do that. So I'm, I'm, Wait a second now. Just so I'm clear, it's the Robinson Cano parallel or the, the Ryan Braun parallel or the Nomar parallel? Let's go with Nomar. Let's go there. Okay. All right. That's your homework. How many years was that? 
<laughs> well, it doesn't have to be exact. How many years was Nomar awesome? Like five? That seems like a rough, like a rough number. We can go with five if you want right. to go with right, five. There we go. Okay. Ryan Howard. Yeah, Ryan Howard could be that guy. That's interesting. Ryan Howard had four, four years of averaging. I think it was it was fifty something homers and a hundred and thirty RBIs, and I think the only other two players in history who did that were Babe Ruth and Sammy Sosa, but it didn't last long. Was Mark Teixeira fit? See again, we could These do are, this in yeah. a week. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do it in a week. I'll do the homework. All right, do the homework. You got. Thank you, Jason. Are we done? That's it. That's We're out it. of time. Oh. That one question just ate up the whole thing. <laughs> I know. We, we never talked to Clipses or roast beef or anything. No, right, we'll, we'll do we'll extra roast beef next week, okay? <laughs> it's a, it sounds like a deal. Thanks, guys. Jason's Beef on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. An earlier accident has cleared from I-70 westbound before the 71 east split. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual slowdowns, about a 10 to 15 minute backup. Traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Libbers and Ohio Lesset. Lesset and Panera Bread congratulate member of the week, Logan Johnson with Local 574 Marion. Logan is a six-year member, part of the I-75 Beaver Dam Project. Build Ohio right, build it union. Only an array with fan traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hole. Well, it's me. I saw your uh, your posts on social media this weekend on we the did. gram. You and your wife celebrating 12 years of wedded bliss. 12 well, years. 12 years of bliss for you. 12 years of <laughs> punching the clock for her. <laughs> and about 10 years of bliss for the milkman. <laughs> yes. Again, you bring up this milkman. Because Where do you live? 1957? What happened? Yeah. How did you get a time machine? Well, she wants an older guy to come over. <laughs> I guess. He's Bones, a teacher some things. Guy right there. It's not really a milkman. It's just the guy that comes to my house. I got it. I it's got better it. to say milkman than guy who's plowing my wife. I see. Well, right. right. Say that the references. We're trying to sneak around it, keep it fun. There's delivery trucks in every neighborhood all the time. They're just not delivering yeah. milk. They're delivering everything but milk. Right, how about, the, how about the Culligan man is plowing wanna, his wife? I don't want to call him the Amazon man. All right, I want to keep it generic. I see. Bezos has way too much money for me to call it the Amazon guy. Ah, you could just call not it. doing it. That's fine. So what'd you do this weekend? We went. I was talking to Bone about this before the show. We went as far back off the grid as we could get. Oh, back to while, nature. While not camping, because I don't do that. Yeah. So, so what did you do? We found a cabin that was way back in the woods. 
It was powered by solar energy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of laughter going on yeah, there, Timmy. Just... That's a lot of laughter all of a sudden out of nowhere. You really found yeah, that funny. Yeah, it sure is. It sure yeah. is funny. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Are you okay? What did you do? Uh, I can finish his story for him. He's going to keep laughing. They had they had no no hot water. It was cold water that was like repurposed, right? So the the place the place had what they call a rain catchment system. Right. So it had a toilet with water in it, but there was no TV. There was no internet. There was none of that stuff. Nothing to do. There was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Had to find some form of entertainment. Might call it the world's oldest form of entertainment, honestly. People have been entertaining themselves oh with God. this for millennia. You know? <laughs> Getting back to nature. Getting back to your roots. I got it. <laughs> Started an OnlyFans account. Look at him. He is blushing. He it's can't so bad. You know, It's very it's popular, so actually, on yeah. OnlyFans for the couples oh, to do it in the woods and then film it. I know this because I, I watch them. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a sick man. Could be so anyway, some, all right. So good maybe, trip. Maybe there's some so new Timmy, content coming to, your way. To finish Timmy's story, he went to the woods to and the then woods. can't tell us anything further. Got than back right. to right. nature. Good for you. Right. All right. I I went, we went. Congrats. We, we took a blanket with us. We went way back into the woods, and Got that it. is how they say is that. <laughs> I'm, I don't think I've ever seen you this <laughs> flustered on the radio. I've never seen it. <laughs> all right. What's coming up on your stupid show? Tim May week. Tim May week starts in a few minutes. He's going to be my my guest all week long. And we're going to talk about the Buckeyes in the NFL draft. And please stop playing that music. Buckeyes show top of the hour right here on the fan back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. What just was what? Ha- what is? Oh God, this is so weird. All right, uh, if you like that '70s show, good news. Netflix sequel that '90s show is coming for you. And not only that, most of the original cast going to return for this one. Topher, oh, Topher Grace. Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Cooch. Laura Prepon. Kutcher. Cooch. Wilmer Valderrama and Mila Kunis. Oh, I hope, I hope Mila on, washes her Kunis. Have all signed on to be in the sequel. So everyone will pretty much be there that's not currently on trial for horrible crimes. Danny Masterson. Everybody else will be there. So there you go. Pretty nice that they're going to bring that back if you enjoy that. I'm not sure exactly how the roles are going to play out there, but they will all be on set for that 90s show, which has uh, been picked up as a straight-to-series in October. So let them live. Not sure when it's coming out yet, but soon enough. Be excited about that? Yeah. Good. Very excited. I mean, I could put more in here, but I think we're out of time. Oh, there's always more we're time. Out of time. There's always more time. Tim wants to talk about his vacation more. Why don't you keep that music? Why don't going? you ask me what we did? Oh God! In no. the cabin. Let's not ask any. No, because you won't stop laughing, which is a weird response <laughs> to that question. Laughter. Yes, it is. But there's just no time. I have no time. There's no time. We got to talking, yeah. Buckeye Show is next. What's after the Buckeye Show? Big two-hour Buckeye Show. Then what's on at eight tonight? Oh, it goes straight into a little thing called You'll See. Mm -hmm. 
We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-70 westbound before the 71 East split. All lanes have reopened to that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR support for 30-plus years, including access to better benefits and HR technology. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know coconut with a hulu skirt on should. it like no i'm not gonna do you that need a different look and you can't shave it all the way no you I, can't be totally bald you look like a clan member thanks, thanks. You, you would I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald i would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on like that makes you yeah but don't you just stop what am i now. supposed to do i'm bald like i just you have that look to you a fat white guy there's bald. No, there are other it? white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's 
going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. right now. <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. (laughs) 